Shout out to Seti Said. Appreciate you, bro. <clears throat> Shout out to Delisa. Appreciate you. Shout out to Picasso. He says, support MFS. No games today. Damn right. Got a lot to talk about today. Got a lot to talk about today. We're one day away from arguably one of the biggest elections in our lifetime. And the interesting thing about it is the fact of how all of the media, what's going on, Associator? All of the media, L Walk, appreciate you. Say, what's good, AM? Shout out to Perfect Storm. He said, just voted Trump 2020, no doubt. The funny thing is, Every social media company is doing a full court press. Like, I'm not even joking. I did a video the other day. And the video that I did, I think the title was The Epic Mistake that may cost the epic mistake that may cost uh, Sleepy Joe the election. And there was two things I was talking about in that video. I was talking about how the media was covering for him. And I was talking about how they were basically fear-mongering the pandemic. And that video got hit with a age restriction. Now, let me ask y'all a question. T. Joseph, appreciate you. He said, what's up, AM? Let me ask y'all a question, because y'all notice, y'all know what I've been on lately, because I'm not, I don't do my YouTube videos like everybody else. Lately, I've been making it a point not to curse in my videos. And if I remember correctly, I don't believe I cursed in that one. So what could possibly be the reason 
for putting an age restriction. You got to be 18 or older to watch that video. What could possibly be the reason? Other than the fact that the video is talking about politics from a conservative viewpoint. See, if you ever want to wonder why the angry man doesn't have hundreds of thousands of subscribers, this is why. Because I don't get up here and talk about nothing and nonsense. And the facts I was dropping in that video hurt some feelings. And I ain't talking about just people in this sector. I'm talking about across the world. I'm talking about people in key positions in media. I was hurting feelings in that video. There was too many facts in that video. There was too much truth in that video. But it's all good. I said, okay, you want to put an age restriction on it? That's fine. I'll take it down. I took the video down, reposted it on my website under the X-Files, which I also dropped an X-File video last night about your homegirl, Maxine. Right? So I got two videos up under the X-Files. The first one is about Wheezy Jefferson, right? And the second one is a reposting of the epic mistake that Sleepy Joe is making right now, right? But it's interesting. And this is the main reason why Trump needs to win. Because if he wins, they are gonna continue to push the line when it comes to putting a stop to all of this censorship. After all, this is supposed to be America. We are supposed to have freedom of speech. But, first off, Let me say salute to everybody. I hope you guys are having a great day. I'm having a great Monday. I can't wait until tomorrow so we can see what it's going to be. We're going to see what type of games is going to come out. We're going to see if it's going to be straight down the middle or if it's going to be some effery. But either way, it should be interesting. <clears throat> Give me a second. Let me share this on the various platforms.
Yo, congratulations to my boy Soul Shader. Keep doing your thing, bro. I just now saw it in the server. Keep that up. You be well on your way to 100K. So what are we going to be talking about today? Shout out to Dark Power. Appreciate you. Shout out to John Henry, said for the cause. Shout out to Bluff City Nerd. He said this election is bigger than the Super Bowl and WrestleMania combined. Who will win the main event? Facts. So what we're talking about today, we're talking about the interesting thing about being free and practicing BMI. Now, what is BMI? Well, I can't take credit for that acronym or that phrase. I got to give a salute to Dr. Neil, who came up with black male independence. That's what BMI is, black male independence. What is black male independence? <clears throat> black male independence refers to kind of what I've been alluding to and what I've been talking about as well. A lot of us have been talking about it. It was just Dr. Neil who actually put a term on it and salute to Dr. Neil. But it basically, from my standpoint, Brother Zeke, appreciate you said, support your interests, moving towards BMI status, salute. It basically talks about what I've, you know, alluded to as well, which is in our society, we have what is called, in our culture, we have what is called a... Um, a unspoken contract in black America, right? And that unspoken contract deals with us as black men having to kowtow, buckle, or bow down to traditions that put us in a very peculiar position. It puts us down here, but it puts the women up here, right? Shout out to Ruminant Melanoid said, I was going to vote third party, but the avalanche of information you unleashed turned me into a Trump voter, Trump 2020. Hey man, appreciate you, Ruminant. Appreciate you, bro. Um, I want to give a shout out to Gregory, who dropped a sizable donation to me early this morning at 944, he said, 
angry. Keep that election analysis coming. No doubt. Appreciate you, bro. And shout out to everybody who just now hit the cash app. As you guys know, we always like to get at least uh, 10 contributors. So definitely support the channel. You can do so by going to cash app, dollar sign, the angry man, make the cash app ring during the stream. If you have a question, comment, or statement, you can put it in the super chat and I will read it just like I'm reading these right now. But we definitely need 10 cash apps, so you guys definitely hit the cash app. Support the channel. Illuminati Assassin said 100. Appreciate you, bro. Let's see. Got some cash apps. Let's see. Shout out to Delisa. Appreciate you, Delisa. Shout out to King George. He said, are we ready to rumble? Yes, we are. Shout out to Raymond. He said, showing my support. Shout out to Ray Clemens. He said, bruh, that X-Files vid, fire. Hey, appreciate you, bro. You know I had to get it off my chest, man. You know, you know I couldn't let her get away with that. You know I couldn't let her get away with that. I couldn't let, I couldn't let Wheezy Jefferson get away with that. Now, the reason why we're going to use Wheezy Jefferson is because they trying their best to suppress any negative information about the left right now because we write up on the election. But it is what it is. Q Wilson, shout out to you, bro. He said, are you doing an eight-hour show for tomorrow? I don't know if I can do an eight-hour show, bro. I don't know. When does when when does the election results start? When do the election results start? 6 p.m. I might. I might do one from 6. Maybe do one from 6 to 12, maybe. Something like that. I don't know. I might. I might, Q. Wilson. I'll take it under advisement. I'll take it under advisement, brother. But first and foremost, I guess the first thing that I want to address I want to address what it means to be free. Right? I want to address what it means to be free. You feel me? I want to address what it means to be free. And I want to address Wheezy Jefferson. What's going on, Kendra? I want to address Wheezy Jefferson, right? Now, I won't do what Trump did, which is call a James Brown. You know, I, I ain't going to do that. 
even though that hairstyle is reminiscent, you know, of James Brown's hairstyle towards the end there. Jaron, appreciate you. He said, what's good, AM? But I will say Wheezy Jefferson. Oh, hemming and hawing, humming and hemming and hawing, humming and, and, and Negro spiritual singing. I'm going to tell you something right now. And I mean this. I said it last night on my X-Files video. And I'm going to say it again. I'm, I'm going to give you the PG version of what I said. I'm going to give you the PG version. We, as a group, as a people, right? We are never going to get anywhere. Until we get these ancient civil rights minded We don't got to succeed. We just want to be able to, to, to be accepted. Goofballs out of positions of power. Namely, people like Wheezy Jefferson, who, by my account, is a raving lunatic. That's right. She is a raving lunatic. She's crazy. She is crazy. Now, here's the funniest thing about this. You got all these folks running around here talking about how basically talking about how yeah, if you want to see the X-File video, um, shout out Brother Zeke. He said, Mumra trying to stop us Thundercats. No effing <laughs> sight beyond sight 2020. Yeah, if you want to see the X-File video, all you got to do is go over to my Patreon, sign up for the $20 Patreon, and you'll see the password on, on the post up there. It's the November password. You take that password over to the website, put it in, and you'll be able to see the X-File videos, right? Shout out to Seti Said. Said, leave Aunt Esther alone. <laughs> yeah, she said, you better go out there and vote for, for Biden, sucker. <laughs> oh, Aunt Esther. Are you ready for Jehovah's return? Because if you ain't. Let me, let me tell you something. I, I don't even know where to begin with her. I don't even know where to begin with her. But yesterday, you know, and here's the funny thing. Yesterday when I did my show, I didn't know she had made them statements. I find it ironic. 
that yesterday I was talking about the 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 concept of being free in this country. And she just happened to make them statements. I didn't even know she made them statements. It wasn't until later on yesterday, Power Gray, appreciate you. It wasn't until later on yesterday when I was in the grocery store that my girl had called me and told me. She said, did you hear about what Maxine said? And I said, well, what did she say? And when I heard it, I was like, wow. Wow. Now, now let me pause for a second with the roasting. And let me make sure I explain the gravity of the situation to you, okay? This is a woman who has been in public office for what? 42, 40, 44? She's been in public office as long as I've been living, right? As long as I have been living, she has been in public office, right? Now... The district that she represents, the district that keeps reelecting her every single election, is in the top 10 cities when it comes to most dangerous cities to raise a family in. I think the homicide rate in her in her district has went up 200 and some percent. The homelessness in her district I think is 40 some percent if I'm not mistaken. I can't I can't remember all of the stats. I can't remember all of the stats, right? Can't remember all of the stats. Um, if I'm not mistaken, that's an area where there's a lot of, you know what, trafficking. That's an area where, If I'm not mistaken, I think he said 40. I, I think, uh, you know, because Joe Collins is running against her in his in his ad. He was basically running down all of the stats. Um, I think he said that 43 percent of children there do not graduate high school. I think he said the homicide rate was up 264 percent of I may be wrong. Don't quote me on the numbers exactly. I may be off a little bit. Because I can't remember it verbatim. But here you have a woman who's been around since the civil rights era. And see, what a lot of you don't want to realize or understand, you know, there's a lot of talk about Joe being a traditional, corrupt Washington, D.C. politician. But here's the thing that you don't realize in the community. You seem to have this concept in your head 
that the only corrupt politicians in Washington, D.C. are people who are not the same color as you. And that's not true. In fact, I would argue that a majority of your black politicians don't give a flying you know what. They don't give a flying fudge about you. And they only got in politics to use their clout and position to line their own pockets. Now, what's one of the things that Wheezy Jefferson does to line her own pockets? Well, from what I understand, from my little bit of research about her, is there was some bank that she and her husband had bought stock in, right? And this was around the time of, of you know, the, 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 the collapse or whatever. And she used her position of power to get bailout money for that bank so that they wouldn't lose their money. And you know, an obvious abuse of power, her and her husband, right? He's even on the board of that, uh, uh, that bank, right? So now we see why she doesn't have a problem with good old Sleepy Joe, because she's just like him. She's just like him. She's a swamp creature just like him, right? Now, what's worse is another thing she does. You guys know what a uh, uh, sample uh, ballot is, right? So what Maxine would do is she would have a bunch of ballots printed up that showed you who she recommends that you should vote for in her district. And she would mail these out. There's like 200,000 of them that she would mail out to her constituents. Basically showing them, giving them an idea of who they should vote for based on her recommendations. Now, most of you might say, well, that's not a big deal. What's, what's wrong with that? Well, what's wrong with it is any politician that she recommended, she charged them to be on that, uh, to be on that sample ballot upwards of 30 to 40 thousand dollars i think kamala harris paid about 40 some thousand dollars to be on that ballot on that sample ballot so we're talking about all types of corruption we're talking about all types of stuff that you know i don't know if it would fall under being illegal but it definitely falls under being unethical Right? It definitely falls under being unethical. But this is the type of person that you're dealing with. Now, at the same time, you got her talking about, well, I, I don't like Trump and I don't honor Trump and I'm going to do everything in my power to get him impeached. That's like saying that you're going to do everything in your power to get somebody arrested who hasn't even committed a crime yet. 
That sounds like you conspiring. Right? But she said she was going to do everything in her power to get him up out of there. Like, who do you think you are? This is why. I've said it before and I'll say it again. This is why BWs do not be, need to be in charge of nothing. Who does she think she is? Then she's out there with a bullhorn telling people that if they see anybody from Trump's administration at a restaurant, at a grocery store, getting gas, wherever they are in public, to go form a crowd and confront those people and let them know they're not welcome here and let them know Now, the reason why this stood out to me, and I would love, I would love to have a discussion with her. I would love to go somewhere where she's giving a speech and they hand me the microphone and I get to ask her some questions. I would roast her. I would, they would turn my mic off. I would cook her like, I would cook her with fresh grease. Because the first thing I would ask her, this is what I would ask. I would ask, let me ask you a question. You were around during the civil rights era, right? Did you play any role in that? You know, did you did you march with Dr. King or any of those things? And of course, you know, she's going to try to play to the audience and say, well, I did so and so and I did this and I did that. Well, you would agree with me that when they had the sit downs where they would sit down in these white only shops and you know uh people would come in there and you know try to intimidate them and try to uh they would try to intimidate them and they would try to you know uh uh, uh run them out of the store or even worse maybe even try to attack them you know just to let them black people know they weren't welcome in that store you would agree that's wrong wouldn't you you would agree that that's part of systemic racism and, you know, bigotry and prejudice? Yes, yes, I would. Yes, I, you know, yes, I would. Well, then why the hell are you standing out in, in, a, in an audience of Americans with a bullhorn trying to teach them to do the same sort of Jim Crow tactics that we have fought for I don't know how long to put an end to. Why would you have your black Why would you have yourself standing out there telling them people to form a mob and intimidate people 
that ain't did nothing to you and tell them people that they not welcome to go out and get gas or to go out and get food or to do this or to do that. But what did I tell you? What did I tell y'all so long ago? What did I tell you? Did I or did I not tell you that BWs are, didn't I tell you that racist William Cartwright and these new age Keishas are two sides of the same coin. Didn't I tell you that? Didn't I tell you that? Didn't I tell you that? Shout out to Tan. He said, bro, your video yesterday evening was fire. Keep up the good work. No problem, fam. But didn't I tell you that? Didn't I tell you there are two sides of the same coin? So you got to realize a lot of the tactics that they employ, who you think they learned them from? But see, the only difference is now they have become worse. They have become worse. Now, what's the proof of it? Aside from her standing out in the crowd trying to incite a riot. What's the proof that they have become worse than those past oppressors? Well, what's what's what what's the reason? The reason that they have become worse is because during during the civil rights era, which all boomers were around during the civil rights era, right? The reason why they're worse is because during the civil rights era, they fought for equality. They fought for the right to be able to live in the same places, shop in the same places, go to the same schools. They basically fought for the right for black Americans to just be Americans. They also fought for the right for black Americans to have the right to vote, to have the rights that are guaranteed by the Constitution. Now, if you know why the Constitution was written, if you know why America was founded, part of the reason it was founded is because in other countries, you could be forced to do certain things. In other countries, you didn't have freedom of religion. Whatever the state's religion was, that's what you had to practice. In other countries, you didn't have the right to pick a political party. You were forced to be under the thumb of whichever party was the most dominant. 
and anything else would be considered rebellious, right? So the very foundation of what America was built on is the freedom of choice, the freedom of expression, right? So the problem that has been our problem ever since we've been here is the fact that we as black people did not have all of those rights at the founding of this country the way other people had those rights. So civil rights, the civil rights movement was basically about that. It was basically about us finally receiving the rights that everyone else had, which is the right to um, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? Appreciate you, Samuel. So for Wheezy Jefferson to stand up on a podium and say to black men in general that if we vote for Trump or if we promote or endorse Trump, we will be making a horrible mistake to which she will never forgive us for. For her to say that goes against everything, not only that this country is supposed to stand for, but it also goes against everything that people like Dr. King and every other civil rights leader fought for in the 60s. And she should know better. And the reason why she should know better is because she was around during that time. But see, you got to start understanding, black folk, just because somebody's old and black don't mean they right. Just because somebody's old and black don't mean they're wise. Just because somebody's old and black don't mean they have your best interest in heart. Sometimes they just an old fool. Sometimes they just an old corrupt fool. But I would argue that you can vote for whoever you want to vote for. Because we are free men. If we are, we are free men and if we are not free men, then we got a lot of work to do. Because our forebearers worked, died, suffered, and fought for us to be free. Fought for us to have the right to vote for whoever the hell we want to vote for. And there needs to be a clear message that is sent to all the BWs of our community. We are not your slaves. 
And we don't have to do whatever you want us to do. Especially considering the fact you have been a horrible mate. You have done nothing for the past 50 to 60 years except disparage us, talk down on us, trade on us, and sell us out. How dare you have the nerve, the audacity, the unmitigated gall to even think that you can demand something of us. You're not even in a position to request it. And I hate to tell you, Wheezy Jefferson, but we not like your husband. We not like that bow tie wearing Uncle Ben looking clown. We 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 not going to let you run over us. It's a new day. And I hope to God they vote you out of office. Because whatever day they finally decide to vote you out of office, that'll be your last day in public office. Because ain't nobody going to vote you back in. I hope and pray to God that they vote you out of office. See, if folks like you would have had your way, you know, the, the Dion Warwicks and the C. Dolores Tuckers, if y'all would have had y'all's way, you would have nipped hip-hop in the bud. And what would have ended up happening is you would have put a stop to one of the most influential forces in the world that has played a role in changing the perspective and the minds of people all over the globe. See, the reason why you have less racist groups is because hip-hop did something that you clowns wasn't able to do in all your years of civil rights marches. Hip-hop was able to humanize us. See, there, 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 are, there are white people right now that are trying to get into office and trying to get into certain positions and they want to fight the good fight. And the reason why is because they grew up listening to rap. They grew up listening to N.W.A. They grew up listening to Public Enemy. They grew up listening to all of these songs that told the truth about what black people go through and what black people endure. They listen to the Tupacs, you know, the Tupacs, the ones you were trying to shut down. See, the funny thing to me is you, you, it's just like Ice Cube said. Ever since the 60s, you've had 7,000 
black elected officials and you haven't even moved the needle. You know why? Because I don't know if you notice, but every time you get these black Congress people in office and these black mayors and senators, the only time they seem to fight is when they're fighting against their own people. Y'all haven't noticed that? Y'all haven't noticed that the only time they seem to uh, 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 have any fight in them is when they're dealing with their own people. That's the only time. That's the only time they seem to have any fight in them. But like I said, and I'm, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again so that you can hear it clearly. We ain't never going to accomplish nothing until we make that generation go somewhere and sit down. They need to go have a seat. They need to have several seats. Now, I know there's a lot of y'all that ain't going to agree with that. But I'm going to explain to you why I, why I feel that way, right? The greatest generation was a hardworking generation that broke through a lot of barriers and dealt with a lot of BS, right? And they fought, right? They fought. They fought for civil rights. They fought against all kinds of injustices, right? They, they organized, they mobilized, they did all of that. Greatest generation, right? Right after they did all of that, Mookie Knuckles, appreciate you. They produced one of the most spoiled generations that has ever known existence in America. Now, sure, later on down the road, we've gotten more spoiled generations. But I would argue that Gen X doesn't fall into that category. Gen X is more like the greatest generation. We've been forced to be like the greatest generation. In other words, we've been forced to innovate. We've been forced to figure it out without the tools available to figure it out. But the baby boomers, just think about this for a second. Because a lot of you are Gen Xers. And you know what your parents are like. You know what your aunts and uncles are like. Tell me that the majority of the boomers that you know in your life Tell me, and I'm not saying all of them, but there's a lot of them that behave this way. Tell me that a lot of the boomers that you have encountered do not act like grown-up children. 
you find yourself as a Gen Xer, you find yourself being in situations where you're more mature than the people above you. You, you be seeing them doing stuff and you be looking at them like, bro, what is you doing? Like, I remember, look, I'm going to tell you something. I remember growing up, right? And my grandmother was wonderful to me. My grandmother was part of the greatest generation. She was wonderful to me. And she didn't engage in childishness. You know? She never, she never spoke to me at my level. You feel what I'm saying? She always spoke to me at her level, right? So there was always this, 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 this difference between her and me, right? Shakedown said, AM, great show last night. Facts, I was hoping you'd go there. Appreciate you, bro. But what do you notice about your father, your mother, your, 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 your uncles? Don't you know that when I was a kid, My uncles, because I was being raised by my grandmother, right? So my grandmother, she would go out and buy me whatever I needed, right? So it got to the point where, you know, my grandmother, she would go buy me Nikes, right? And my Nikes would cost $80. That was my limit. I couldn't get nothing that was more than $80. Now, keep in mind, you know, my generation, our generation is different. When the boomers were kids, sneakers didn't cost that much. You know what I'm saying? They get Chuck Taylors and stuff like that. They didn't cost that much. We're in a whole different era, right? So I explained this to my grandmother. And I explained to her that if I go to school with, you know, off-brand sneakers or whatever, that's, that's going to cause kids to pick on me. Uh, that's going to cause kids to, you know, start a, a fight with me or me getting into fights or whatever. And she understood that. But here was the catch. If she bought me a pair of $80 sneakers, that was like a once a year thing. So you would get an $80 pair of sneakers when it was time to go to school, when you were going school shopping, but you didn't get another pair until the next year. So it's like, it's $80 a year. That's not a lot of money when you space it out like that right but my uncles being the boomers that they were and my father too they disagreed heavily with her spending that much on a pair of sneakers they disagreed heavily and made no uh uh, uh had no issue let it be known around me. You feel me? On some, and, and even as a kid, even as a child, even as a child, I remember being smart enough to understand that that was a jealousy thing. I remember being smart enough to understand that 
they're, they're not mad because the sneakers are $80. They're mad because she's buying me $80 sneakers and they're her sons. Because that's another thing that the boomers will do. They will treat the boomers will they 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 they, they consume like locusts, right? So part of the reason a lot of Gen Xers don't have anything is because whatever the greatest generation built to pass down through the generations, the boomers, once they got their hands on it, they just kept it, right? Like right now, right now as we speak, my, my, my great-grandfather, he had 150 acres of land in Virginia. And the way the 150 acres of land is supposed to be distributed is supposed to be passed down through the generations, right? So when my great-grandfather got this land, he, he parceled it out to, uh, he gave plots to all of his children, right? Which I think at the time was like 15 children. So 15 plots of land, but there were still other pieces of land available, right? So once it got to the boomers, it stopped. Like it stopped right there. So certain boomers was able to get their hands on land. And then it's like, we're going to cut it right there. Not a single person in my family that is a Gen Xer has been issued a piece of land. Not one. And I said, you know what? I said, sooner or later. You Negroes is going to lose all of this land. You're going to lose it. Because you're not doing what you're supposed to do with it. Right? But, and you know, it's just up there sitting. I ain't doing nothing with it. Some people are living on it, but, you know, that's about it. But see, here's the funny thing. You've oftentimes heard BGS say that, you know, whenever people try to say the boomers dropped the ball, you know, BGS has said things like the, uh, you know, the Gen Xers um, had the ball slapped out of our hand. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. But it was the boomers that slapped it out of our hand. At least in my situation, it was. It was the boomers that slapped it out of our hand. Do you realize, I'll give you another example. I'll give you another example. Another example is the movie Baby Boy, right? If you remember in Baby Boy, Jody didn't want to leave his, leave his mama's house, right? And so his mama, who is a boomer, right? I think that, well, I think she might be, she might be a she might be a Gen Xer. She might be. I don't know. She might no, she's a boomer. Is she a boomer? I don't know. She might be right on the edge. 
Yeah, she's a boomer. She she got to be a boomer. So, yeah, because Jody's our age. You're right. So, um, she said to him, it's time for you to leave the nest. And even though they try to make Jody the villain on there in that situation, Jody was 100% right. When he said to her, he said, this grandma house. How I'm going to leave the nest and you ain't never left it. Do you realize that right now there are boomers that are living in houses that the greatest generation built and paid for? And the reason why the, 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 the Gen Xers don't have a place to live is because the boomers never went out and did what they were supposed to do. Now, I'm not going to say that's all of them. There are boomers who bought houses. There are. But there are a lot of boomers. Because you got to think. Th that's the reason they call them the baby boomers. Because they were the result of all of these soldiers coming back from war. And, 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 and you know, uh, having sex with, you know, their, their wives. And producing all of these children, right? But I know right now there are a bunch of boomers who are living in the houses that were built and bought by the greatest generation. And this is usually how houses and land end up getting lost because once the people from the greatest generation pass away, the boomers then fight over the property and fight over the land and fight over the houses. Because they're spoiled. They're spoiled. And they believe that everything that their parents created or made is supposed to go to them. Now, I know this ain't just in my family. And the reason why I know it, because I see it, it, it went on in my family. It went on in my girl's family. There are numerous families that I've seen this go on in. All I know is that if you're a Gen Xer, the only way you're going to have anything is if you do the same thing that the uh, uh, that the greatest generation did, which is struggle, fight and build. it. Like when I get a piece of land and a house, it won't be because it was passed down to me. And there's land on both sides of my family. There's land on my father's side and my mother's side. Ain't nobody offered me no land. Ain't nobody talking about passing nothing down to me. And see, I'm the type of brother I'm not going to ask. I could care less. You feel what I'm saying? But the reason why I'm pointing it out, you feel me? The reason why I'm pointing it out is because that's the generation that's in Congress right now. That's the generation that's in Congress right now. Shout out to King George. He said, my dad said that mess. My dad didn't buy me nothing, so I'm not buying you nothing. I was like, that's dumb and stupid, but that will not be me. Yeah, King George, my pop said the same thing to me. Almost verbatim. He said, my, my father didn't leave me nothing, so I'm not going to leave you nothing. <laughs> I was like, say no more. Bet. I was like, bet. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> Holistic Health Emporium said, 
one of the great things is that us Gen Xers were able to be around the greatest generation a lot. So we were able to learn about their work ethic and sacrifice. You got that right. You got that right. Because a lot of us were raised by the greatest generation. This is the reason why Gen X is the way we... This is the reason why Gen X is the way we are. Because not only were the boomers lazy, they were irresponsible. Most of them would drop us off with our grandparents or grandparent, which was the greatest generation. And they would instill all of that stuff in us. Bilderberg boy, appreciate you. I have some very important info for you. To show the people how do I get the leaked info to you. The left know they will lose and are planning a war. Um, you can email it to me at asktheangryman at gmail.com. Yeah. My grandma raised me. She taught me the value of a dollar. She taught me how to stack bread. She taught me how to make ends meet and to stretch a dollar. She taught me that. You know what the great you know what the boomer generation taught me? Y'all want to know what the boomer generation taught me? Press one if you want to know what the boomer generation taught me. I mean, they le I learned some stuff from them, but you know what the main lesson they taught me? The main lesson the boomer generation taught me is don't ask them for shit. Now, the greatest generation, they'll give you the shirt off their back. The greatest generation will give you the shirt off of their back. I've seen people from the greatest generation take other folks' kids in. They won't even kin to them. And somebody say, well, why you take them kids in? Somebody got to do it. Somebody got to do it. Kid left out there in the cold. Somebody got to take care of him. <sighs> Boomer generation ain't taking nobody's kids in because they couldn't wait to get their kids out the house. They couldn't wait to get their children out the house, the ones that they are legally responsible for. Go back and look at the Cosby show. Bill and Claire couldn't wait to get them kids out the house. They could not wait to get them kids out the house. And the question is, if you're so annoyed by them, why'd you have so many?
Yo, one of the things that hurt me to my heart, I'll never forget this. I will never forget this, right? I'll never forget this. This joint hurt me to my heart, man. Jaw said, my dad was from the silent generation and my mom a boomer. Their ideas always used to clash. When I started following my dad's teachings, I grew. Yeah. Look. Let me tell you something. I remember one time I was in bad shape and I needed a car. And my uncle had a car. And he wanted to sell the car. And I didn't have enough money to buy the car, but I had enough money to give him something on it. So I gave him some money on the car, right? And one day I came to visit my grandmother. And, you know, my uncle asked me about some more money for the car. And I told him, I said, I don't have, I don't have the money right now, right? I said, I don't have the money right now. Cause you know, back then I was, I was struggling. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was fighting to actually do something. You know what I'm saying? Like I was, you know, I was doing bad. And at the time I had a whole family. You feel what I'm saying? I had a whole family. I had, at that time, I think I had two children. You know, I had a whole household to take care of and I was struggling. And I got into this huge argument with him about it. And I was trying to explain to him, look, I'm going to pay you your money. I don't have it right now. And, you know, this argument kept going. Now, my thinking is coming from what my grandmother taught me, right? My thinking is, yo, man, you my uncle. Why, why are you tripping? I said, I got to take care of this and take care of that. And I got to do this and I got to do that. You know, I got a bunch of stuff on me or whatever. He flat out told me straight to my face. And I never forget it because it hurt me. It hurt me to my heart. To this day, it still hurt when I think about it. He looked me straight in my face and said, I don't care what you got going on. I don't give a damn about that. I just looked at him. I said, wow. I was just like, wow. Wow. Yeah, Soul Shader. Yeah. I <laughs> just, I was just in total disbelief. Like, you know, and the funny thing is now they act like they don't understand why I'm so distant. I'm distant because you treat me, you, you treated me like crap. You feel me? I'm distant because you treated me like crap. 
But that's that's the that's the boomer generation, man. I remember getting into fights with one of my uncles. Now keep in mind, at the time I was a teenager. He was a grown man. He's a grown man. And a lot of times, you know what the fights was over? He was so freaking spoiled. He would go away and live somewhere for a while. And then he would come back to grandma's house and stay there. And while he was there, he was so disrespectful to my grandmother. He used to be so disrespectful to her. He would just say some of the hatefulest stuff you could think of. And eventually it would get to the point where I would get tired of it. You know, as a teenage boy, I get tired of it and I say something to him. We get into a fight. You feel me? We get into a fight. And he would always win. He would always beat me up. But he would beat me up on some trickery. You know? Like he'd do some old trickery stuff. Like we get to wrestling, he'll pull my shirt over my head, right? Pull my shirt over my head, then I can't see. And then boom, 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 right? And there's a couple of things that bothered me about the whole situation. The thing that bothered me about the situation, aside from the fact that he my uncle, was the fact that my father never dealt with him over that. Or my other uncle never dealt with him over that. You know what I'm saying? But it's all good, though. Because I'm the type of person, I don't quit. I'm hard-headed and I'm tough. So <laughs> you might have got you might have got me today, but are you gonna get me next time? You feel what I'm saying? Are you gonna get me the next time? Are you gonna get like I told y'all before, y'all remember when you watch Get Rich or Die Trying? Remember when 50 Cent had to stay at his grandmother's house and his uncles and stuff was there? And like he was in the bed with his uncle and his uncle kicked him out the bed and he went and got some water and dumped it on him. That was me as a little kid. That was me. I would do little messed up stuff to him. You know what I'm saying? And he would always, you know, beat me up or whatever, right? But he couldn't do it but for so long because eventually I got bigger than him. And the last time we got into a tangle... I, 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 I lit him up. I never forget the look on his face when he, when he realized, okay, I can't do this no more. I can't beat him up no more. You feel what I'm saying? He got to arguing me about $20 that I owed him. He tried to run up on me. And you know what's so messed up? He had to argue with me in front of my other uncle, his brother, right? And his brother got tired of hearing us arguing. Now, instead of him being the older brother and saying, y'all chill with that. Y'all cut that out, right? Instead of him doing that, he says, why don't y'all just fight and get it over with? And we squared off. 
And we squared off. He walked right into a punch. He walked right into one of my rights. And I got a strong right. Bong! But the messed up part is, I didn't hit him square. I grazed him. If I'd have hit him square, I probably would have knocked him out. But when I hit him, it, it grazed him, right? And it must have hurt really bad because he, you know, it, it looked like it almost, it dazed him, right? And then he walked off. And I'll never forget this. Because this is the, the, the uncle that should have stopped it. This is the same uncle that said he didn't care about whatever, right? It looked like he was mad that I won that fight. It looked like he was mad that I won the fight, bruh. And I was just like... I'm just like, bruh. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you something about the boomers. They stick together. They stick together. You hear me? Almost to the point where they don't even view you. If you're a Gen Xer, they don't even view you like you're a relative. They don't even view you like you're a relative. They look at you like you just you just there. <laughs> you just there. You feel me? But but the thing about it is we Gen Xers stick together too. Especially when it comes to corrupt authority. You feel me? I'll never forget. My cousin, a bunch of his uncles was going to try to beat him up. Like three of his uncles was trying to, was going to beat him up. And, and me and his older brother and a couple other my cousins, we was like, nah, you ain't going to do it today. You're going to have to fight all of us. And they backed off. You feel what I'm saying? But there, there's always been, and, and I don't know if it's like that with y'all and y'all's families. But in my family, there's always been this tension between the boomer men and the Gen X men. There's always been this tension between us. You feel what I'm saying? It's like they don't want to hand down. They don't want to hand over the, 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 the rights. You feel me? The rite of passage. They always view you as, you're, as if you're still a child. And it's like, bro, I'm not a kid no more. You know what I'm saying? I remember being in, in the whip with my cousin's uncle, right? And we all sitting in there chilling. And, and you know, we in there smoking or whatever. And his uncle, who used to talk to us crazy when we was younger. I forgot what he said. He said something crazy. And I looked over at him. I said, bro, you do realize we grown now. You do realize you sitting in the car with three grown men. You do realize that if you get out out this car to challenge us, you gonna take you gonna hold this L. You do realize that, right? He tried to laugh it off. Cause see, this is what they don't realize. What they didn't realize that they were doing with their hateful selves, with their mean, vindictive selves, by you doing that. By the boomer generation beating up on us and, and, and talking crazy to us and doing all of that. You didn't do nothing but make us tougher. You made us tougher than you because your parents didn't do that to you. Your uncles didn't do that to you. You didn't do nothing but make us tougher.
But see, this is one of the unspoken things that goes on in the community that nobody talks about. You know, the same way people don't talk about how, you know, some sisters get uh, something happened to them when they're a kid. You feel what I'm saying? In that, you know, which way. But that's the other thing that don't talk. they don't talk about. They don't talk about the neglect and abuse that Gen X boys had to go through. They don't talk about that. They don't talk about that. Bilderberg said, I'll send the information, my brother. Please let me know when and if you receive it. Stay safe and tooled up, my brother. Oh, man, you already know. Like, there's a lot of guys here in this space that talk crazy about the boomers. And I've defended the boomers, but I'm going to tell you the truth, man. I'm tired of defending the boomers. I'm tired of defending the boomers. I'm tired of defending them. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I've, I've seen the boomers do some of the most messed up stuff that you could possibly think of. The type of stuff that nobody would have did to them. Like real talk. And they always have some sort of justification for it. They always have some sort of justification for it. And they literally didn't build anything for us. That's the reason why, you know the reason why you're still dealing with police brutality and all of that foolishness? Because the civil rights movement and all of that, it came to a stop when, when the greatest generation passed away. Most of the boomers did not pick up that baton. There's a handful that picked it up, you know, you got your BGSs out here that, that picked up the baton and, you know, but the problem is, and, and he probably won't ever admit this, but the problem is the reason why they had so much difficulty trying to get things done is because there were so many boomers that didn't want to pick up the baton. There were so many boomers that didn't care. They didn't care. They didn't care. So while you might have your BGSs and, you know, uh, uh, your, your, your different brothers who was fighting for, you know, justice and equality and all of these different things, that's a small percentage of the boomer population. That's a small percentage of the boomer population. Yeah, they're easier on millennials. Yeah. Yeah.
But see, they they have no they have no concept of what we are and what we're trying to do right now. They have no con like right now. We're fighting for the souls of our boys. So right now we're fighting for millennial boys, uh, men. We're fighting for Gen Z and Gen Y. We're fighting for them. We're fighting for them. And part of the reason we're fighting for them is because nobody fought for us. Nobody fought for us. Nobody fought for us. We, we're the last, we're the last of a dying breed. We're the only ones carrying the tradition of the 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 fathers of the greatest, the silent generation. Which, and I'm gonna say this, and there's a lot of people that's gonna disagree with it. The vast majority of the men from the greatest generation were patriarchs. I'm gonna say it again. The vast majority of the men from the greatest generation were patriarchs. See, this concept that the black community is a matriarchy. That didn't really take off until the 60s. When you started getting the men out of the household. Right. And the men, a lot of the men that were in the household were boomers. They weren't like their fathers. They weren't like their fathers. They weren't like their fathers. See, my great grandfather was a man. Now, is that to say that my great grandmother didn't do things yeah my great-grandmother ran the show you know when she ran the show after my great-grandfather passed away this is how you ended up with a lot of matriarchs because a lot of the men in the greatest generation worked themselves to death and then there's nobody left but big mama to take care of everything but she became a matriarch by default, not by design. Not by design. And I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of you in here that remember the stories of your great grandfather. Tell me he wasn't a man. Tell me he wasn't a patriarch. That's why I get mad whenever I hear that. That's why I get mad whenever I hear anybody saying that. The black community has always been a matriarch. That is an insult to our great-grandfathers. You're almost having their entire struggle erased from history. Four Ten Carpenter said, "A lot of boomers disappointed their fathers. You got that right. Cause they were spoiled. 
They were spoiled. They were spoiled. You look at you look at my great grandfather. You look at my grandfather. Look, my great grandfather was a patriarch. My grandfather was a patriarch. My grandfather on my mother's and my father's side were patriarchs. My grandmother's brothers were patriarchs. The only time you start getting to where the, the, the men stop being patriarchs is the closer you get to the boomer generation. That's when you start seeing men stop being patriarchs. That's when you start seeing that. That's when you start seeing that. So if my my grandmother had uh, uh you know a couple of family members that were younger. That's when you start seeing them begin to stop being patriarchs. Now, and you know, look, and you know this whole matriarchy thing is a crock of BS. The reason why you know that is because what other lie are they trying to make true right now? How many times have you heard them on uh, uh, different shows and different social media programs? How many times have you heard them try to say that back in the day it was the women and children who were getting dogs sicked on them and sprayed with fire hose? They're trying to write black men out of the history books. You even got Bun B and all of these other individuals talking about women led the civil rights movement. What? Are you crazy? Shout out to Brothers. He said, my pop's a boomer and he a handful. I'm 36. Yeah. They act like we didn't see them old videos. Of, of black men getting sprayed with water hose, getting dogs sicked on them, fighting the police. You, you act like we didn't see them videos. If, if, if it wasn't the men, if the men were not the leaders, then why is it Dr. King left here, but Coretta was still here? Why was Malcolm gone, but Betty Shabazz was still here? Y'all sound crazy. These people sound crazy. Oh, yeah. And speaking of civil rights fighters and civil rights leaders, that was the other thing that your homegirl, uh, uh, Wheezy Jefferson, did. Did you know that she supported a piece of legislation to try to extradite Asada Shakur from uh, Cuba back to America so she could be prosecuted? Did y'all know that? Did y'all know that? But she running around here talking about but she running around here talking about uh 
if, if black men vote for Trump, I'm not going to forgive you. Who are you? Who are you? Other than a relic from the past. And let's just be real about it. Let's just be real about it. The folks that you see that come from that era that are still around ain't hitting on two cent anyway. Because if you was really about anything back then during that time, they'd have took you up out of here. Let's just be real. There's a reason Jesse Jackson is still around. There's a reason Al Sharpton is still around. Because that was a different time. And during that time, if you were a leader worth your salt, they put a stop to that. She don't even live in her district. She live in a district that's 6% black. She live in a segregated district. She live in a segregated district. That's segregated by the new form of segregation, which is money. Right? said gasoline maxine that's funny that's funny <laughs> that's funny he has his moments that's funny you said joe collins got it you think he really gonna beat her i don't know because i'm not out there in that district you think he really gonna beat her how many y'all think he really gonna beat her? i hope he beat her i hope he beat her i hope he sit her down i hope he sit her down Cause that's who you need in there. That's who you need. Let me tell you something. The moment we get more Gen Xers in Congress, all of this will change. All of it will change. The moment we get some Gen Xers in Congress, all of this is going to change. Every last bit of it. Every last bit of it. And see, I'm going to tell you something too. In reference to Trump. And nobody's paying attention to this. Nancy Pelosi... Is like, well, I'm not going to meet with Trump and I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to I'm not I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Kilson, appreciate the membership. You got all of these Democrats. You know, when they were doing the vote on Amy Coney Barrett, they didn't show up. I don't know if you know or not. 
But Trump has become the excuse for politicians to not do their jobs. Because everything that goes wrong, they blame him for it. Like when the pandemic happened, they're like, oh, it was his fault because of his response. What about everybody else's response? He wasn't the only one in, in, in public office. What about the intelligence community's response? What about the local governors and mayors? What about their responses? And see, what they ain't going to tell you is that when he did the travel ban back in January, he saved a bunch of lives with that. Because whether you remember or not, they were projecting two million. They were projecting a loss of two million. You didn't even get a half a quarter of that. They were projecting a loss of two million. But what you ended up with was a loss of 200,000, which I might add is actually less abortions in the black community per year. Right? And I'm going to tell you something else too. I'm going to just put this out there. I ain't going to go into it. I'm not going to dive into the rabbit hole or none of that. All I'm going to do is ask you a couple of questions. And I'll let your mind wander on it. Don't you find it to be a coincidence? That after. The smear campaign in the media. And his approval rating was still up. After they did a investigation, an unjustified investigation, and came up with nothing. After they still tried to bring the articles of impeachment and wasn't able to get him out of office. All of a sudden, a virus gets leaked from China that we now know was created in a lab that accidentally got set loose but only seems to target the 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 those with health conditions and in 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 older and all of this different stuff right Because you know one thing that we was dealing with before this? We was dealing with overpopulation. We was dealing with a boomer generation that is a drain on the economy and a drain on uh, uh, 
health care and a drain on Social Security. Don't you find it a coincidence that the point man during Obama's administration on foreign affairs and, and dealing with China was Joe Biden, the guy that just happens to be running against Donald Trump. Don't you find it to be a coincidence that the economy was booming Lowest unemployment rate in I don't know how long. Bringing jobs back here from China. Putting tariffs on China. Not in an active current war. Releasing folks from prison. Donald Trump was well on his way to be in one of the greatest presidents in the history of America. I'm talking FDR level. And in the election year for him to get reelected, this happens. We gotta shut down. You got to shut down what? The economy that's booming. Everybody got to stay inside, but we don't care if people protest. And has the virus mutated yet? See, when it first happened, when it first happened, some smelt fishy about it. Something felt, something felt fishy about it. Tolly said, you hit it right on the nose, AM. Something felt fishy about it. Still does. Still does. Still does. Because what are the main things they're saying? Oh, well, Trump is inciting this and inciting that. But you can't say that he's inciting stuff unless you actually have some riots. And I still remember the look on that dude's face while he was kneeling on George Floyd. He had this look on his face like he wanted people to see it. Any other time you're trying to record something, the cops will try to take the phone from you. They'll try to move you out the way. But in this case, 
He looked right at the camera. And then after this happens, all of a sudden, you see these massive movements. Brother's been getting taken out by the police for since forever. But for some reason, this one dude, everybody's up in arms. You got uh, 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 Nancy Pelosi and all of these other Democrats kneeling with kente cloths on. Exactly. Let's do the mail-in voting. And here we go. Shout out to George, King George. He said everything was a setup from the jump. No such thing as coincidences. Remember, people, you responded just how they wanted. We were so close to martial law. Ricky, appreciate it. He said, let's say Biden wins. And when he can't remember his own name, Cap Mahler becomes prez. Excuse me. Will the speaker, Nasty Pelosi, be VP? Or can Harris dig up Hillary for VP? Or make Maxine VP. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it, it hasn't mutated. Clue said, I posted on Facebook that all the celebs like Tom Hanks are reporting they have the virus, but no stories about their treatment or medical staffs. Yeah. Yeah, that's a deep rabbit hole. And we probably not going to fully know everything about that rabbit hole. Right. And most people, you know, you got experts up here saying, you know, you got experts like, you know, BGS, you got Nicole Ali, you got all of them saying that, you know, it was it was created in a lab. It was it did accidentally get set loose. Right. OK, fair enough. But who's to say that that accident was an actual accident or was meant to look like an accident? Absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence. Like real talk. Real talk.
Yeah, China was able to contain it. It was able to contain it. King George said they've been planning this for years. I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't put it past them. The things people in power will do to keep and maintain power. Look, somebody once said a long time ago, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And the only reason, look, they've hit Trump with everything you can hit somebody with. They've hit Trump with everything you can hit somebody with. They hit him with a media smear campaign. And they have been, because I've been sitting back wondering, why are they so disrespectful to him? Why are they so uncooperative with him? They're trying, they are trying their best to frustrate him enough to where he just won't want the job no more. That's, that's number one. Number two, they investigated him to try to get him impeached, right? Number three, they blame him for everything. The only thing that they didn't do is that JFK Lincoln thing, or did they? Because I find it interesting that Trump is the only politician we know of that messed around and got the beer bug. King George said, remember when he said, drain the swamp, just think, yeah. Cause they could easily say, oh, well, the reason why, the reason why, oh, that's his incompetence. You even got morons here in this space talking about that's his incompetence he holding all of these huge rallies and this that and third so is mike pence so is mike pence that uh uh that new rapper that signed the gucci fujiano he didn't stop touring during the pandemic. He's been doing shows. He didn't get it. going on the missus
Tali said back in 2018, Epic 2018, a, a simulated seminar at St. John's University where they enacted the world spread of a pandemic. Wow. 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 But getting back to the point. The point is, of the topic of this show, is that in this country, we have fought for the right that is guaranteed by the Constitution. <clears throat> you have a right to practice whatever religion you want to practice or not at all. You have the right to bear arms, barring any uh, uh, convictions that prohibit you from doing that. Which, that is wrong too. You have freedom of speech, which is slowly being taken away in other forms. But you have the right to vote for whoever you want to vote for. And to tell black men that they cannot vote to tell black men, yeah, we fought for you to have the right to vote, but you can only vote the way we want you to vote is infringing upon your rights. And proposing that you are still a slave, proposing that you are still uh, uh, under the, the, the thumb of, of some group, right? Shakedown said it's not going to end well. And the militias are standing by. Fam, we are the militia. We are the militia. This is why this country has those Second Amendment rights. We are the militia. This is why this country has those Second Amendment rights. People are tired of all of that liberal. People are tired of all of that left-leaning crap. People are sick of it. People are sick of it. But one thing I know for certain, ain't no old washed-up hag out there in California gonna tell me who I can and can't vote for. And I'm not like the rest of these brothers out here. I'm not scared to say who I like and who I don't like. I don't care how many of you black folks don't like me because of it. I could care less. I could care less. I'm willing to fight for my freedom.
and, and go up against whoever. But see, they're trying to what they're trying to do is they're trying to gaslight you, brothers. They're trying to make you think, see, that's the reason why she keeps invoking that whole racism thing. I can't believe y'all have him for Trump. He's a racist. See, racism, racism is supposed to be the trigger word. You feel me? King George said, my daughter, folks can't stand. I said, I got Trump. Yeah. It's just like on uh, the Winter Soldier, right? These folks believe that you brothers are like Bucky. They think you're like Bucky Barnes. They think you're like the Winter Soldier. All they got to do is say racism and then some mechanism in your head clicks and then you become a Manchurian candidate. No, we, we not. We not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Even though some of you are Manchurian candidates. Some of you, all they got to do is scream racism and then you out there. Some of y'all are so slow. I, I've got brothers putting comments under my comment section talking about some black men scared of the Proud Boys. The Proud Boys ain't even a racist group. That's how goofy you are. Proud Boys ain't even a racist group. The dude that started is Afro-Latina. I mean, Afro-Latino. You don't even know what you're talking about. You just listen to the news and whatever they tell you, that's what you believe. With your goofy self. And then they propagandize in all of these different stories to make you think there's some sort of race war coming. Like, get, get out of here, man. You're bugging. Let me explain something to you. If you didn't end up with a race war when you got the first black president, you're not going to have one. Oh, I'm going to say that again. If you didn't end up with that type of war when you got your first black president, you're not going to have one. This is a different country now. No matter how much you don't want to believe it. This country is not what it used to be. There's still BS going on, but it is not at the same intensity that it was. Now, you might have an ideological war. <laughs> you might have a liberal versus conservative joint, but you ain't got, like, come on, man. <sighs> come on. Come on, man. And, and I know that the people in power ain't trying to incite nothing because now would be the worst time to do that. Why would now be the worst time to do that? Because if you do that now, you might lose the whole country. If you do that now, you might lose the whole country. You might lose the whole structure, the whole power base. You don't want to do that right now. Not when people, because of the pandemic, have purchased guns at a rate of 
of, of 200 all the way up to 700%. The sales for guns all across this country has went up over 100%. I remember because when I went to go get my guns, I looked at the lines and the lines were not just uh, 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 white people. It was white people. It was Latin people. It was black people. It was Asian people. Everybody in this country was gripping up. Everybody. Nah said, if a race war is coming, why are they trying to take our guns? That's not the plan. That's not the plan. So y'all, y'all gotta stop. Y'all gotta stop thinking along these lines of the 60s, man. Y'all gotta stop thinking along these lines of the 60s. Everybody think that everybody think that all of this stuff that people was talking about in the 60s. They was talking about a race war in the 60s. They was talking about uh you know, revolution in the 60s. They, they was talking about all that in the 60s, man. But anyway, man, I'm about to get up out of here. I cannot wait till tomorrow. Tonight, we will be having a Boss Talk Radio, so you want to make sure you tune in for that. It's going to be awesome, as it always is. You feel me? But I just want to give you guys, uh, let's see, King George said this stuff about rights and money. I just want to give you guys, you know, something to think about. Let's see, let me read some of these cash apps. See, shout out to Jaron. He said, what's good? Shout out to Andre. He said, I see you, player. Black man voted Trump. Appreciate you, bro. Shout out to Samuel. Shout out to Ezel. He said, overdue. Appreciate you, bro. Shout out to Shango. He said, I've been saying they failed for years. Yep. Yeah, they failed. Shout out to Damon. He said, about an hour behind. Please don't. I'm not taking this down. I ain't taking it down. Shout out to Bilderberg boy. He said, this is not a race war. It's a spiritual war. Appreciate you. Good chill, man. I'm about to get up out of here, man. Go take care of some business. You feel me? Um, You guys be looking out for me later on tonight. Um, Shout out to all the masculine mercenaries, all the matter mercenaries. Shout out to my Mapoho Lion brethren, all the submissive cooperative lionesses. Salute to the 300 Spartans. Salute to the paper check gang. Y'all already know what it is, man. Keep the pride, hold the line. You feel what I'm saying? So how do you join? All you got to do is click the join button next to the subscribe button. Um... Y'all know what it is, man. Double M, double up. You feel me? And stay conservative, my friend. Holler at you guys later. Deuces.